0: time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Bryant Falconer back in the studio. (laughs) Welcome back, bro.
1: Hey, man. I'm glad to be back.
0: We're happy that you made it over the COVID. Yes, sir. It didn't mess with you too bad no nah, nah. and uh, but we missed you the last couple episodes we're glad you're back yeah
1: i'm just glad i'm back according to you from the dead
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh tell everybody what you're smoking man hey
1: man i was smoking a gift from you you gave me and larry a Libre.
0: it is the 25th it's, silver yes. anniversary i'm smoking the same thing i'll show it up here a friend of mine gave me three of these for me you and larry so and we actually, and got actually got it. actually got it. So that should be oh impressive goodness. already. So anyway. I
1: can't understand that one. <laughs> right?
0: So, no, because when I get too close, it's okay. Anyway, uh, I've never had one of these. Me neither. But so far, man, I'm digging it. It's
1: got a peculiar taste that I'm trying to figure out. I, I really can't figure out what this taste is. Every time I take a puff, I'm like, what is that?
0: So... I, I, I'm i not going to go into that direction, but what uh-huh. i want to talk about is, so far, man, the construction, yeah. I don't know about yours, but my draw is spot on.
1: Cold draw was spot on. So, Still the same. Got me a little stack of dimes right now, so I'm doing good. Can't
0: beat that. Ain't and then words. we're drinking the old uh Woodford Reserve. I want to give a shout out to Villager Cigars. Okay. I've also got a three-pack of those that we're all going to smoke. Okay. And it... I don't know. I've never smoked a cigar. I don't know why they sent it to me, but you know what? Thank
1: you. (laughs) Most definitely. And not only did
0: they send me three cigars, they sent me this 375-milliliter bottle of Woodford Reserve, and I was like, how'd they know I like this? (laughs) You know what I mean? Got you, bro. Got you. Anyway, thank you to Villager. Check them out. I'll even put a link in the show notes because they were graciously enough uh gifting us yes. some cigars yes. and bourbon, which is, you know, my two favorite things.
1: <laughs> you do those two, you got them.
0: So uh let's jump into our sponsors right quick. Most if you definitely. look over at Bryant, you can see we got the new logo of ding, the leaf ding, on ding, the microphone. Ding. That's the that's the uh color version, and then we have the black and white version on the ding, wall. Ding, and we love those guys. Yes. And I mean, I shoot, man. Do you know how much time I've been spending there? A lot. <laughs> the more I stay down there, the more I don't want to leave.
1: The last night. Me and Larry left. At what? What? By what time we leave, man? Nine o'clock. I said, "What are you gonna do? Nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna sit right here." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so I go up front to pay my tab, and uh, Alan was like, "Who's left?" I said, "Rob." He said, "Oh, we'll be here all night."
0: <laughs> no, you know what? I left at nine thirty.
1: So just thirty minutes. After yeah, okay. just thirty more minutes. Because okay.
0: you know, I don't want to keep them guys there. Got gotcha. you. That's rude. Yeah, it now, is. Now, now. If there's four or five people back there, you and there. they don't care. You I'm staying, but you. on the nights where I'm the only one keeping you <laughs> here, yeah, thirty minutes is the longest I'll he's stay. Like, Peace. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm done smoking. I'm not gonna light another yeah, one. And
1: see, the beauty of that is the the leaf gives us that opportunity. It gives us that that environment where you still feel comfortable. Right, sitting back right. There like that because they're not rushing you off. They oh, don't no, care. No, they don't care. You just felt that you felt in yourself like I don't want to be robbed right now. I'm gonna leave in
0: 30 wow. minutes. Wow, <laughs> I don't want to be robbed right now. Let me tell you how untrue that is. Okay, there's no one I'd rather be.
1: I, that's true. Ooh. We know that.
0: We I know mean, that
1: without a doubt.
0: I mean, there's things that maybe certain other people would have. That I'd be like, damn, I'd like to have that. But you still but love your life. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. At Ain't nothing the, wrong with it. At the end bro. of the
1: day. Ain't nothing wrong with it, bro. Ain't nothing if wrong. If you're with
0: not enjoying your life and who you are, then, I mean, you're missing the boat. Almost yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Man. You need to reboot, baby. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it,
0: it, it's, it's like, you see all these people on like Instagram is, you know, famous for just <laughs> making this lifestyle that's not even real. Tell the truth. And my whole thing is, Even if it was real, if that was me in that position, I'd be just as happy as as I am am right now. But if I was that dude that was like, I don't want to go down that road, but (laughs) if I was not where I am now, I'd still be positive, happy with who I am. You know what I mean? That's
1: good. man. That's good. But that's what I love about the Leaf. It just gives us that opportunity. And no matter what, Mm. they have have. 90% of what you're looking for, and if they don't, just talk to
0: well, them. Well, let's just say right off the bat, they have McAuliffe cigars. Talk about it. They have Tabanero cigars. Talk about it. And so, Viva man, if you're not if you're not smoking those and you haven't oh. tried them, oh. dude, I have been tearing the habano up. Yeah, yes. I I, I smoked I it in the robusto. I smoked it in the Toro. I smoked it in the torpedo. And out of those three, I go. For the Robusto. That's me, too. Yeah. And then the Toro. I, yeah. I mean, oh, I, I mean, if there's no Look, Robustos, Robusto's you I have to. no problem smoking. I got the, you. I you got see got what I'm you. saying? But okay. if it's my choice, well, I'm, I'm, I'm really a Robusto guy right now. In fact, I've got another cigar. I got to let you try, Uh-oh. and I want to say it's like five and a half by forty.
1: Man, coming back from dude, the, coming back from the dead. I'm I'm getting blessed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the break, uh-huh. I'm gonna give you one of those, you, and man. we'll save those villager cigars to smoke again. Okay. But this cigar, I think it's a five and a half by forty. Got you, dude. Gotcha. I'm gonna find out. Blew me away.
1: I'm gonna find out. So, but the beauty of it, like you said, you got. Tabernero, McAuliffe, whatever you're looking for is at the link,
0: and and look down in the show notes, show and there'll be a link for uh, McAuliffe cigars yes, to become an ambassador, and yes, there's sir. also a link that takes you to the Tabernero website. Yes, you know, sir. it's a small mom and pop shop making cigars in Great Florida, Ebor City, Ebor, and the dude is just like if Rockin'. I I, I believe that well, I he is rocking, but I I believe that he's one of those perfectionists. Mm-hmm. That wants to give the customer an experience they've never existed or experienced before. And maybe not never, but not consistently. Because yeah, this yeah. guy is on it every, every time.
1: Every time. Everyone I've and smoked same, has it. I have not had a bad one yet.
0: And you know, I was talking to somebody at the lounge yesterday and they were asking me what's my go to stick. And the Tabanero Habanos become one of them. And then the other one, of course. You know, the Medallion.
1: Everybody in the world knows.
0: And I and I told the guy, he was like, so that's your favorite cigar? And I said, I didn't say it was my favorite. (laughs) I said, it's my go-to cigars. And the reason why is because I know they're great. Yes, sir. And I know they're going to be consistent. Yes, sir. And the construction, the flavor profile.
1: I don't have to wear it. Boom. I don't have to wear it.
0: There's lots of times when I like to try new cigars. Mm -hmm. But when I know I want... A, a great, great cigar. cigar.
1: When you want a certain thing, you go to exactly. Right. What, I mean, I'm gonna it. To me,
0: like the Padron 1926 Maduro. Yeah, that's one of my go tos for a celebration. You know what I mean? But the Medalla and the Tabanero Habano every day go are go tos every day. Multiple times a week, if Uh, not uh, multiple times a day. (laughs) A day. (laughs) So uh, when you have a stick that that good, that's that good. And the, it's just going to be that experience. I don't, when I smoke those cigars, I don't think about it. You don't think about it. Yeah. It's just, just it's not a
1: no brainer, but it's just, it's, it's that ability to understand it is consistent every time. I don't have to worry. I don't have to think about nothing. I grab one of these. I know what I'm going to get. And I can enjoy myself
0: every time. Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's a no brainer. So check them out, guys. Uh, if you want to try them, call up Jay at the Leaf. His phone Ooh. number will be down in the show, show notes. Down, show so down, show we down. have a few topics we're going to talk about today, and I'm going to let Bryant start because he uh, he wanted to go first. <laughs> anyway,
1: go ahead, <laughs> well, doing, bro. We're well, doing my time under under COVID. I sat back and I I was doing a lot of research, and then I found out some some weird things, but not weird, but particular things, and I'm. Read about this gentleman named Walter Brunick. Bruning. It's B-R-E-U-N-I-N-G.
0: Bruning. Bruning. Gotcha.
1: This gentleman was the oldest recognized living person in the world between 2009 and his death in 2011.
0: And how old was he when he died?
1: 114 years old. Whoo. But dig this. He was a cigar smoker. All the way? All the way, except for a period. Yeah. There was a period that the doctors told him that he should stop.
0: And he believed them, And he
1: believed him <laughs> for a year.
0: And then he went right back. And then he
1: went right back. up. And how the old
0: day. was he at that age he when was they told him to a, stop?
1: 112.
0: I mean, the only one that can tell a 112-year-old what to do is God. It, truly. You know what truly, I mean? Truly. Truly. Other than that, also, he this really, dude, I mean, how old was his doctor? If his doctor was 60, he's like, dude, I'm almost twice as old I'm as you. I'm almost twice as old so, as you can't tell
1: me nothing. <laughs> right. But he stopped for a year and then started back, and he smoked up until the day he died.
0: Wow. That's awesome. He
1: smoked two cigars a day, two glasses of bourbon a day.
0: Nice, probably one in the morning and one, one in the evening, and that takes two. Yeah, Overton. Oh, yeah, and you know, I, I, man, I love the story of Overton. He was a uh, World War II veteran. He died at 112. Mm-hmm. He lived down in, I believe, San Antonio area, Austin. Austin area, mm-hmm. and he smoked <laughs> ten to twelve cigars a day. A day. And he was 112. And dude, they did a story on him. Did mm-hmm. you see? I read it. Yes. Well, no, did you see the video?
1: No, I see a video.
0: Like somebody went down there and interviewed him. Ah. And you, and they were at his house. Dude, his house was like this very small wooden house on an old, you know, community mm-hmm. road. And it was completely like perfect it looked like the day it was built <laughs> i mean because he doesn't just He's sit around right uh-uh. he paints the trim he paints the house yeah. he does the he lawn kept he
1: worked yes he kept working
0: he had the nicest house on the block mm-hmm. because i mean
1: at 112 years old he
0: I still just, drove go, his own on 1979 ford <laughs> yes long bed.
1: yes i mean And 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 effectively drove it. wasn't one that they thought about taking his drivers. Like, no, dude, he's still driving good. He's still doing his thing. The only problem I had was when those people robbed him or broke into his house, burglarized his house. That's when I had an issue because here's a person that has lived. Lucky
0: that they didn't get shot
1: because that's he wasn't there. Right, and that's the reason why they didn't get shot because he kept what was it? He had a thirty-eight or something that he kept with him all the time.
0: But here's the thing, man. A lot of people have just lost that respect. Oh, dude, come on. I mean, so many people. Come on. on. And so I. It's a
1: lifetime thing. You look back at the mindset. Dude,
0: we respected elderly men. When I was growing up, when you saw an elderly man, whether you knew him, you didn't, your dad knew him, nobody knew Mm -hmm. him, he automatically had respect. respect.
1: And when he talked, you, you shut listened. Listen, yeah. Shut up and listen. Yeah. People,
0: people don't do that no, today. No,
1: no, because everybody thinks they know everything. We're in the Google age. True. <laughs> oh yeah, I already know. No, you don't. Unless you certain things, unless you experience them, you don't know what the heck you're talking about.
0: Google is not alive. No, tell the truth. You know what I mean. Tell the truth. We experience mm-hmm. things, and he did. And people are losing that. Now, uh, I mean, I see some people that are out doing stuff, and I'm like, they're taking it to a whole nother level. I'm are. not doing that. <laughs> but I'm doing what I enjoy. I and I so fortunately for me, I don't like jumping off cliffs without a parachute. Come on. You know what I mean? Come on you seen those videos? Dude, I have. Dude, sweet. some of them soar right through the middle of an opening. Yes.
1: And, and they have those. And um, they're doing
0: like 112. Those flight
1: suits. Yeah. It, and so it allows them to, to, to guide, glide and then turn. I'm like, God didn't give you that. So you ain't supposed to be doing it. And then between ravines, in the, like you said, in the mountain on one side, mountain on the other <sighs> side. Dude, one mistake.
0: And A lot of people have died. Yeah. Yes. But you know what they say? They went out the way they, they wanted. wanted to. Yeah,
1: that's true. Just like them guys they're finding on Mount Everest now because of climate change starting to melt. They said, oh, he's been dead over 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even know he was up here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we figured he moved. He thought he had moved. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's just crazy.
1: People enjoying their life, doing things to enjoy their lives. I, some things I'm just not going to do. I'm not going to do. When I was young, I was a speed freak. I loved my fast cars. I wanted to drive as fast as I could. At 54, the I, I, speed limit is the, all I'm going. <laughs>
0: it's like I was talking to, uh, I think, Casey or somebody at the shop the other day, and they were asking, you know, what would be the one car you would love to have? And, uh, you know, it's hard to pick just one. Yeah. But it would probably be either a 69 Chevelle or a 67 GTX. And hmm. I was like, but you know what would be different than when I had one when I was 16? And now. I'd just be cruising. Yes. That's all like, it means like, like be is a cruising I'm going five under. Yes.
1: And ro- with the windows down and the
0: music and playing. rolling. But and not too loud. No, no. Just, you know what just, I mean? Just to see, me to enjoy. It. When you're not cool, you, <laughs> you blast can. it because you think you that can. makes you cool. And it doesn't. When you are cool, you just have the windows down and turned up the music to where you can hear it very nicely. Over the wind. Over the wind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's so, it. That's that, it. That's what you young fellas have to look forward to is this wisdom that we are just
1: <laughs> <laughs> pouring out. Driving, to you. Just throwing nuggets <laughs> at right, you. Right, right, right. My, so, my second topic. Oh. And this is something that I know you're going to love. All right. It is talking about the 16 best bourbons for every
0: home. I would love to hear that list. And it's not
1: about, it's not talking about pappy van winkle well, and all that that's it's, that's not that's it's, not the it's, best it's, it's, it's a blue collar
0: list yeah, it's everyday man
1: everyday man and number one on that list wild turkey one-on-one
0: got it <laughs> got it <laughs> hey handle handle <laughs> you weren't here last week no
1: number two wild turkey rare breed
0: Yep. Yep. That, that's upper end for the blue collar worker at about 55. Mm -hmm. Cause I got a handle of 101 for 48. (laughs) So I understand.
1: (laughs) I understand. This one is going to, it's going to, you're going to be like, "Ah." Jim Bean, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey.
0: Not a fan. I know. I'm, I, you know what? And the only reason I say that is because growing up when I was 21, and Tim was 22. We bought that by the handle every payday.
1: Cause you could get it. Right. You could get it. And it was easily accessible. But we, and you but, burnt out. But on.
0: we didn't like it yeah. then. And you don't like it now. And now I'm like, Oh yeah. I well, can afford I, something a little yeah, bit better I can, now. I can, I, can, I can afford something <laughs> a little nicer. All right. What's number three?
1: Another Jim Bean product. Devil's cut bourbon.
0: Now, see, you know what? That's a gimmick. <laughs> I'm not a fan. It comes. Is it the one that comes in a tin? No, no. There it is, right there. Okay, I take it back. I don't know. I thought it was there was there's well, somebody's making a bourbon like that comes in a little a tin, tin that looks like a flask.
1: Huh? I haven't seen that.
0: And I've read some reviews that say don't waste your money.
1: Next, Old Forester Classic,
0: all day long, <laughs> all day. In fact, Larry just had a handle of that. He said,
1: uh. next on the list. Evan Williams Bottling Bond bourbon.
0: Can't beat it. Mm. It's like a sore pecker. So, you so, just can't beat it. So
1: far, it. this list is making him think, okay. Yeah. There are I'm, a couple I'm, that he all like, over yeah. these. Next, Old Forrester 1910 Old Fine Whiskey bourbon.
0: Love it. Oh, that that's one of my favorites. Mm. The, the 1910 is my second favorite the 1920 is my favorite gotcha. well I say favorite the favorite that I can afford they make gotcha. some that are out of my price range that I've tried because Sean O'Connor brought them oh yes and they were amazing <laughs> but no I, I that that's out of my but the old 1920 1910 are both fantastic gotcha.
1: Gotcha. now this is one I've never heard of Hill rock Solera bourbon
0: never heard of it huh it looked like it said Hell Rock. No, it says Hill Rock. Because it looks like fire up yeah. above.
1: No, that's that's their brand. <laughs> yeah. It says Hill Rock. Then we have Blanton single barrel bourbon.
0: I, I, I've only had Blanton's once mm-hmm. when uh, Dr. Bill passed. Yes. And I think that might have been the rye, but I, I don't remember. But I don't have any idea which Blanton's I had. It was nice. I didn't, you know, I only had one class because I didn't want to be like the drunk at the, remor- <laughs> at the, the, memorial. the memorial service. <laughs>
1: Next Weller's 12 year bourbon.
0: I've, I've never had the 12. I've had the, the reserve mm. and the reserve was good.
1: Yeah. We've had the reserve. Yeah.
0: We had it here. Yeah. And then, uh, I took it to the leaf and there was probably about maybe less than a quarter of a bottle. So I just <laughs> left it up there for anybody,
1: anybody to take. Next, Milam and Green Triple Cash Straight Bourbon Whiskey.
0: Now, that's a new one I've never heard. Screenshot that and send it to me. Gotcha, bro. That looks interesting. $42. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely interested. Then we have... That's one of those that if I saw on the shelf, I wouldn't even know that it was, was good. good. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Then you got Barrel Dovetail Bourbon.
0: Well, I've never heard of that. Let me see that one. Definitely not seen that one. That one does not interest me as much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: then we have... Buffalo Trace.
0: Got it. Got it.
1: Woodford Reserve. Drinking it. Right now. <laughs> okay, next. Johnny Drum, private stock, Kentucky bourbon.
0: $39. That's probably not even available around here. No, it's not. Johnny what? It's dump? Johnny Drum. Oh, okay. Johnny Drum. I'm going to say that's probably not going to be available around. Here. Is that it? That's the list. Well, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We could have went a little bit better. They could
0: have Eagle Rare been, wasn't over uh, there. Eagle
1: Rare's not. Did on you there, see? Though. There's a bottle of Eagle yes, Rare up there. Elijah
0: Craig wasn't on there it, all day long. Ah, 9, or 1492 was on, on there Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. That so I don't I know at who that wrote list, that list. I looked but at
1: that list and it was you know, probably
0: a team effort where like one guy knew what he, he was doing, doing and anything. one guy wanted to piss everybody off. <laughs> You know, one of the ones
1: that I had never seen. I was like, okay, maybe Robin heard this, and then I especially thought maybe Larry, being the bartender, heard some of these things. But it was just like, you know, this this might be peculiar, it might be something to talk about because that may we we may have listeners that have drinking, that not drinking, that drink some of these some of these uh, bourbons, and maybe they can give us some insight on. It.
0: Yeah, and you know what we would love to do is just for listeners that want to. Uh, send the email to rob at com, yes, and just send me your one go-to Wh- oh. and how much it costs. Oh,
1: that's a good list.
0: You know what I mean? I, I don't want a list of 10 from no, 100 people, no. but I would love a list of one Just your one from go-to. 100 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how much it costs. And cost. then do see what comes out on top. Yeah,
1: so we can... That so way, we get some real ship. research <laughs> instead of just our
0: dumb shit ideas. Because
1: <laughs> yeah. we, we kind of stay on the same plane with a lot of things. Sure, we do. There, Eagle Rare, Buffalo I mean, Trace, You look Elijah at when Zeka comes Wolfrey, in town, oh, yeah. we
0: get to try something new. Yeah. When Sean, Sean comes in, yeah. we get to try a lot of new. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we love finding out new bourbons. But, you know, when you go to the liquor store, you know what you're looking for. Most definitely. I don't want advice from the liquor store guy because I think he's just trying to sell Use me car shit. Sales, Use yeah, car salesman. Yeah, it's like you know what if if I trusted the guy working at the bourbon store, I would maybe. love him to come over. Like like when you go in and ask about a cigar with mm-hmm. Scott, you know he's not trying to upsell you. Nope. He's going to find you a cigar that you love. Yes, sir. I would love to find that in a liquor store. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing, amazing. <laughs> amazing.
1: That's that's what was coming to mind because that would be
0: amazing. Right.
1: Instead of somebody trying to upsell me on some, on a bourbon
0: that. To, turn me on to something you know I'm going to love. No,
1: I'm going to. Become a, not as a tobacconist, become a, a, a bourbonist. Bourbon, yeah, Larry, a bourbonist.
0: I was going to say drunk, uh, but whichever.
1: <laughs> 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 well, according to our list, hey, the show already has Larry, a drunk. <laughs> Larry
0: can go work there tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me show y'all how to do this. Yes.
1: Let me show you how to do this real yeah, quick. Step back step back. step
0: back. step back. So, no, wouldn't that be amazing, oh, though? Man, that but would no, be you guys. I hope everybody will send me a uh, bourbon of your choice. Yes. And, a, and what I would like for you to do is just put your name, where you're from, what the bourbon is, and how much it costs. Yeah, yeah. And you must be 21 years of age or older Please to participate. Be. Please <laughs> be.
1: Please be. We don't want to be arrested or <laughs> get you caught up in some situations. I
0: don't want to be arrested. Never. Never. So, anyway, when uh, we're going to have a quick break here. And when we come back, we've got some more topics. We've definitely got... Our pick six of the week coming up Most definitely And then we've got a couple of conversations that Bryant's not privy to So Uh-oh. I'm going to spring it on him Uh-oh. And so he'll be ready but Anyway, Uh-oh. we're going to take a quick little break Do a couple of shots We'll be right back after we're drunk Hey, guys. Welcome back. We've uh, finished a few shots, and now we're ready to get rolling into the rest of the show. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Anyway, man, uh, one of the things we wanted to go over, I read an interesting Ardle. 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 See? (laughs) Yeah, he had a few. Two (laughs) two extra shots will help that Lebuckian accent just roll off the tongue. Come out. Anyway, I wanted to give some tips on burn issues. Okay. So... This article that came out, I, I read through them, and I knew all of them oh, but one. What? One of them I'd never even heard about, and I was like, yeah, that's cool, because the issue at hand with that particular issue is one of those that usually I'm just like, well, that sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm going to have problems. Yeah. So Because when you light a cigar, you know, and we talked about that earlier, the go-tos. Most. Because you don't have these issues with those. No. <laughs> but you want to smoke other cigars. Yes, I do. do. And so, you know, sometimes you're going to have some issues. Yeah. And sometimes they're small issues that you overcome quickly. And All sometimes right. they're issues that you say, screw it. And I'm going to just Move get on. something completely yes. different. Yes, 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 yes. And so, anyway, uh, let, let's go ahead and get started on the list here. Yeah. Uh, so... When your cigar is burning unevenly, it starts to burn more on one One side than it does the other. You know, a lot of people call that canoeing. Mm -hmm. And uh, for back in my day, we called it a runner. (laughs) But anyway, uh, you know, when it starts burning more on one side, this article that I found in a magazine, let's see who makes this, uh, Famous Smoke. Okay. And anyway, they say just to lay it down on the ashtray, you know, like you're just letting it uh-huh. rest. And because it's just, you're not smoking it for one, but it allows the fire to catch up with the rest of it at that angle. Now I, I have no scientific data to back <laughs> this up. Okay. But what I do is I already do that. Uh-huh. But what I do is like, this is the side that's not burning. Mm-hmm. I set that side face up because in my theory, heat rises. So not only does it allow to catch up the burn, it intensifies the heat on the top side. What do you think?
1: Now, did you just hear this pyromaniac?
0: <laughs> I am. I, I. was always a pyro as a kid.
1: <laughs> he said to me, he said, I turn it up because heat rises. So I know the flame is going to come up now. So now the flame can catch that side. But doesn't that make sense? I would have never thought about that. Oh. I would have just laid it down. <laughs>
0: well, and that's what they recommend. Yeah, but but the pyro I, say, you. I say the heat rises. Why not put the part that's not burning on the top? So it actually allows that to catch up a little faster. Gotcha, bro. That's just my own theory. Ain't Uh, nothing wrong with it. Hey, you know. If it works, ain't nothing wrong with it. So another one that they say is to wet it. And I've done Mm. this. Now, not with water. I know. So, like, if it's burning, if you see that you're starting to just barely get a little runner, I'll lick my finger and get a little uh, spit on it.
1: He was going to say saliva I was, but
0: then I was like, I can't say that word. And then I just rub it right there. so To moisten it. Moisten it up more so uh-huh. it slows down. I got you. And if you let it get out of hand, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But if you catch it early, it will work. Okay. So, I mean.
1: Hey, see, I never thought about it, that, about moistening really no that never crossed my mind
0: well i I wouldn't say moisten i would say wet Wet. you want to actually wet it like and look coming up on our next little tip which i did not know Mm -hmm. this one okay and i thought this was a great idea now they recommend use you know how like you see right there i've got a little tear Mm -hmm. in the uh wrapper Uh so you know like right there that's not bad But a tear can turn into a disaster. Yes, it can. I mean, especially when, like, a whole seam starts coming off. You're talking about a big section of your cigar now. And now, if you don't fix that, it can just go crazy bad for you. And so what they recommended, and that's why I've got it right here on the table, is, well, first they recommend pectin
1: okay i know what packed it is
0: and do you have any handy right but you do or most people do have lip balm yeah (laughs) so i actually have some and we're going to actually try this out because i've never actually tried so i just took a little dab and then i'm going to put it right there on there and let's just see if it works because and this is not scented
1: yeah, you can see that would be my problem because I use uh, what's what's the name? The uh,
0: you probably use some cherry flavor. No, no, it's
1: not cherry. It's uh,
0: vanilla pineapple. No,
1: no it's uh, strong. It's uh,
0: vapor mint,
1: something like that. Yeah, yeah you,
0: eucalyptus and uh, menthol. Yeah,
1: <laughs> sorry to turn my my stick into a a, a Newport.
0: <laughs> so so anyway, we'll see. So far, I mean, it looks like it, you know, tacked it down, yeah. and yeah. so I mean, especially if you catch a tear early. That might be a great little and I granted I don't always have lip balm with me (laughs) and I'm probably not gonna carry it just for the one time it happens, but if I'm here in the studio, I always have some. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna carry it to the leaf. (laughs) Why not? If you can't if you leave it in here. Because if I leave it in here, I know when I'm in here, it's in here. If I take it with me, there's a good chance it's not gonna make it back in here.
1: That's true with you. I,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 I don't. Okay, you know I'm what? Good. I no longer take my lighters or my cutters. You leave them here. I used to always. Yeah, and pop- lose them. I've lost at least two XOs. I don't know how many lighters I've lost. And so now I even like will pick up a lighter and I'm like, oh, no, they got them at the Leaf. <laughs> at and the leaf. speaking of that, oh, they, they've got yes. the new table lighters. You got to
1: get that one on there.
0: I bought oh. one for the studio because i love it man it's a table lighter it holds a lot of fluid and it has a nice big flame and it's got a flame that turns red you see that so you can Can see see it and so yeah you can see it yeah but dude 50 bucks
1: it's gonna last for a nice long time
0: well and what i love about with the leaf is like I know if I have problems with this, take it back. I take it back up there, and they will fix, fix it, it and give it back to me. Yeah, and if they can't Because fix I'll it, tell you this, you Jay's fixed lighters for me that I didn't buy at the Leaf. Too, you know what I mean? And too. so I know if I buy something from the Leaf as an accessory, Jay's going to take it's, care of it. Almost definitely. And, and that's why we have him as a sponsor. Almost definitely. Because he's awesome. Awesome. And then also, uh, now this is interesting. They say on tunneling, we all know what tunneling Almost is. Most definitely. And I that's that's my
1: That's your thing where you pinch.
0: That's my second chapped ass <laughs> response to a construction problem. Number one is a tight draw. What is chapped ass, man? What it did means that word something come? that makes my ass chapped <laughs> raw. So you need your lip balm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used it for that, but speaking of but, no, uh, no I, I, you know, I got you. I got you. Listen, yeah, you grew up in St. Louis. Oh. The humidity. Never caused your inner thighs to <sighs> chap. Because once your inner thighs are chapped, dude. you're done. done. I used to we used to go to Six Flags. <laughs> dude, we couldn't walk out of the
1: Everybody wanted to be bow legged. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm bowlegged. legged. No, you're it's not. Like you've been riding a horse? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no. But anyway, tunneling cigars is my second biggest pet peeve on a construction. And because it's a very first of all. You don't detect it until it's already started. That's correct. You know, with a bad draw, I know that before I light the cigar. But when it starts tunneling, you know, one of the early identifiers of tunneling is whenever you take like three puffs, puff, 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 and you see smoke coming out the end. But But then you're not getting getting any smoke. Uh And so, bam, you know it's tunneled.
1: You you get that frustration.
0: Right. So then my, well, let's talk about their technique. Okay. So their technique is they go from where it's burning right now Mm -hmm. up an inch and cut it
1: which you've said before at times
0: yeah. right 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 mm-hmm. but my f- my first yeah. thing is that you hold the cigar and then pinch yeah, you pinch next- just under where it's burning mm-hmm. and just when you puff on it it forces the airflow to go around Wildest. the center mm-hmm. where it's already on fire yeah and so that airflow catch. I'm a pyro,
2: because
0: I know I, I'm. I'm already doing the uh, engineering <laughs> yeah. of how the air or the the well, fire. Yes, the fire runs, and so that's how I do it. Now, if that doesn't work, I do cut it, mm-hmm. and I usually go, especially if it's like before the halfway point. Uh-huh. I usually go at least an inch and a half because what i found is if it's tunneling on you, even though the burn line is here, the fire has already burned down down. into there. Mm -hmm. And so when you cut it, you can see that it's still burning down in there. Right. You're like, well, the center is black because it's tunnel burning. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, that's what they recommend also is cutting it, but they say an inch. I say an inch and a half, but I say try the pinch method first. That's but also, you know, that's one of those things where it takes away from the enjoyment of oh, the yeah, cigar you- if I have to pinch it. But I do that because... I want to get through that section of the cigar and then enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Because now you've become a troubleshooter than a, versus just a smoker. Right. And that's, that's an issue. That makes, it frustrates you. And you get to that point where I don't even want it anymore. Throw it, you put it back in the, you throw it in the ashtray and you go get another one. And that's, you, you know, you, you wanted to enjoy that stick. And now right. that enjoyment is gone. So yeah,
0: both of them. But also like, like fixing the tear in the wrapper. Yeah. That's an easy fix if you have lip balm on hand. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you have it on
0: and on the, the hand. nice thing about it is, I'm hopeful because I I actually fixed it on this cigar, and,
1: this, and you passed that point too. And oh, I've already well, made so. it past that point,
0: and it was a one and done. I don't have to worry yeah. about anymore. Yeah. Which, if you don't address the tear, because how many oh, times have you right. had a tear? And then you try to tear it off even. And then, and then when you tear that part off, then the rest of it opens, opens up.
1: And now I got a leaf hanging out and you're mad because now it's smoking scope escaping everywhere from the stick. It's nothing now.
0: Have you ever had one that came unraveled so bad that you just smoked it with just the binder on it? Yes, I have. <laughs> Isn't yes, that have. awful? It is terrible. <laughs> I've it's done that. terrible. Because you're like... It's too good. You know what? No, I'm like, I paid $10 for this stick. I'm going to smoke it. It's too good. I'm cheap.
1: I'm going to smoke it. (laughs) I'm going to smoke it. So you do what you got to do. It looks ugly, but you get through it. You fight through it. And see, yeah, that worked. Like you said, a one and done. It worked.
0: And look at that also. It was a little bit running on one side. Yeah, that's even. Laying it down. It caught up. It's completely (laughs) even all the way around. And the tear is gone with the chapstick or the lip balm. Lip balm. (laughs) So those are good tips. Uh, Let's see. Leave it
1: to the pyro (laughs) to come up with these. Oh, you got others?
0: Yeah, well, they had one more. Oh, well, and I, I see a lot of people do this when it's burning faster on one side than the other, is they take the lighter to touch it up. Yeah. And, I mean, that's completely acceptable. I see people doing it all the time. Me too. But the issue with that technique to me is you caught it too late. Okay. You know what I mean? I understand. Because most of the time when you start touching it up, I mean, if it's all the way down here, I don't want to have to torch the entire other half to catch up. So that's one of those that you need to do early on, in my opinion. You don't want to wait until... There's a problem.
1: Pay attention to your stick.
0: Right. And, again, these are scenarios under the cigar category of I wasn't able to just smoke and not think about it. And that's my favorite cigars. I love lighting up a cigar. And four or five puffs in. I lean over or I wave you down to tell you just how badass this cigar yeah, is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to be like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, because now we're not talking about baseball. No, it's not Speaking talk- of baseball, <laughs> did you know the Astros lost yeah, last night?
1: Two home runs Dude, back
0: to back. Listen to this. So I left the Leaf at 9 30. Yes, sir. They were winning 2 0. So you got home. I didn't come home and watch the game. I watched some other TV with my wife. I, won- I thought we won. Thinking and then today my wife tells me the Astros, if they lose tonight, it's over. And I was like, No, 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 they won last night. She's no, like they didn't. No, they didn't. And I'm like, <laughs> What? <laughs> so anyway, you know, the Astros are playing tonight. I think it comes on at seven or seven twenty. But the Cowboys play, and I'm not I I would love to watch the Astros pull out tonight. But but I'm going to watch the Cowboys because, and this is the thing I haven't seen any Minnesota games.
1: So you want to see this one. You want to see where you and want to gauge the Cowboys on it.
0: I do because they're playing in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Minnesota has been playing very well. Mm-hmm. And the spread on this one was picking the Cowboys to win by three and a half points. That's, or it may have been one and a half points. I don't remember. But anyway, I remember when I saw it, I was like, wow, these teams are pretty evenly matched. And so when I'm going to watch a game, even if it's the Cowboys, I don't want to see a ass kicking. <laughs> I would <laughs> you like to see, see a game. good game. Yeah, and see a game. Dude, did you see that game where we came back uh, on uh, New England? Yeah. Dude. That was that was impressive Let because they they had shot that. themselves in the foot so many times.
1: Let me say something about that game. Lucifer could have came up in the middle of that game and offered a billion dollars. I still would have both of those teams I care nothing about.
0: Yeah, I know. Nothing that. about.
1: I didn't care who won who. If it had been a tie, I'd have still been mad. I can't stand either one of them. Yeah. So it was like, okay, okay. I did find some solace in it because Belichick lost. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, and, good.
0: And it was the first time ever that Belichick had like 400-something yeah. yards, yeah. like 497 yards uh, scored, scored on, on his defense. defense. Yeah. And so well, I was excited for so. that. But, you know, what? I as a Cowboy fan, what I really liked about that game was the fact that they overcame. Okay. Because in the past – that cowboys would hang right with them right up until the end, <laughs> the and end. then throw an interception or fumble the ball or choke. find some choke. reason to choke. choke.
1: The same way my and uh, so seeing do.
0: them pull that game off, I was like, okay, they actually have some chemistry going on. Most definitely, especially and, on your offense, and and that's and that's been a long time coming. We've had different aspects of the offense throughout the years that were like. Excelling, mm-hmm. but never as a unit.
1: Yeah, you got everything now, dude. You, you right got, now, you got the passing game
0: and the running game. You got the line. You, well, yeah, right off the, off the gate, the you got the line. line.
1: Then you got a running game with two running backs, with two, not just studs.
0: One. And I would say that we have four wide receivers oh, yeah. that are studs, yeah. and then our tight end. <laughs> I don't even know that dude's name, <laughs> and he's kicking ass. Third downs,
1: yeah, almost automatic.
0: Or I love it because they're using him a lot on second down yeah, to give in close. Then it's not we're the like thing longs, right. Yeah. It's like three and one, three and two. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do. In fact, you know one of our Patreon members, Patrick. Yeah. Me and Patrick have a bet on that game.
2: Mm.
0: Straight up, no points. He's got Minnesota. I've got the Cowboys the loser sends the winner a five-pack of cigars. Uh Not shit cigars (laughs) either. I mean, not expensive cigars, just good cigars. And so we made that deal. And, you know, I'm not much gambling on sports. And, I, you know, honestly, gambling on sports, the only wager I think I've ever made was I bet with a bookie one time and I bet $75 dollars on the cowboy game that the Minnesota Vikings would beat the Cowboys. Wow! And I won the money. You bet against the cowboys and won. I do Dude. dude. The spread was like three. It was back when they had Randy Moss. Oh. And I, I was, was like. like hey,
1: it's a br- no-brainer. <laughs> <I was laughs> no-brainer. Quincy he, Carter was yeah, our quarterback. And the, and the thing about it was Randy was mad at the Cowboys because he wanted to go there. Right. And they didn't draft him. So and, he said every time he played and I, them.
0: And you know, I, th- I think they the spread they actually beat us was like by twenty one. Because <laughs> when they were like three, three and a half spread, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings."
1: <laughs> it's like I, I'll take that there. I'll take that one.
0: Because, dude, you remember back in the day when Randy Moss was hey, with,
1: with Dante Culpepper as the quarterback dude, who could throw ninety and yards? He almost.
0: He used the jumbotron oh, to see, see where the yeah. ball was going to be. He's
1: sitting there looking at the jumbotron. That, that
0: was just. I was, was smart though. That oh, I was mean, smart, but man. but. His speed, his size, Do everything his about hands. his
1: ability to jump. Because it's still called when a receiver out jumps a, a DB and snatches the ball. It's still called being most. Yes, you yes. are most. Yes, <laughs> today is still called that. That I love that man. I love it because his last year he was with us.
0: I I forgot about that. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he go somewhere else too? Nope. So the, at, he just went to the 49ers.
1: And then he's like, Okay, I'm done. And he they wanted him back. And he was like, nah, he said, I'm done. He said, my body's not can't do it anymore. But we had one the, you know three what? game the, the, spread the, the where more, he was the old moss.
0: The more money that goes in your walk wallet, the less my body can do that. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I could do that, but, but I don't need to yeah, do that. I don't need and yeah, he doesn't. He did. And he was very smart with his money, Mm. and he's had a great correspondent career.
1: My thing is, after the 90s, not just in football, but in pro sports, athletes started thinking differently about money. You know what I'm saying? They started investing in things that would that you know, would make money later on.
0: Yeah, they 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 quit buying strip, strip clubs. clubs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> strip <laughs> clubs and car washes with daycares hey, on hey, the side. You, <laughs> you know,
0: you know what I would do with if I was a team owner in any sport. When I bring rookies in and I sign them for hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. the first thing i would do when you join my club is show you the espn 30 for 30, 30. why they're all broke
1: but the nfl for all rookies they have a course for them on that.
0: with edwards is part of that mm-hmm. uh the old coach for the chiefs yeah and and But that's a great education. But let's just slap <laughs> people in the face by <laughs> showing them the thirty. Th- I mean, Vinny testaverdi's broke. Yeah,
1: because they were doing some wild things. Well, his I, I, dad
0: I'm, took all his money because yeah, his dad was his
1: man, agent. I'm looking at uh, an article I read yesterday. Shaq made this statement. He told his kids, he said, I'm rich. Y'all aren't. He said, because they got to learn how to make their own money. He said, yeah, my responsibility is for you for a while. He said, but once you make, get a certain age, that's my money that you try to borrow. It right. ain't yours no more.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, though.
1: But but my thing is, look at what he's done Shaq with his money.
0: Shaq is one of the most successful Ooh, businessmen yes. in all of professional oh, sports. Oh, yes. Only
1: only one I can say that's even close to him was Roger Starbucket. Because Starback bought dealerships. Yeah. He bought dealerships that worked. Well,
0: you know, Troy Eggman did, too. And Troy
1: Eggman did, too. But he got that from Starback. Because right. Starback told him, he said, "This is this is how you make your money, make money for you. Yeah. And that's the mindset that, that not just an athlete, anybody that comes in. Because I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was talking about houses. He said, my thing is, actually, it was yesterday, he's like, he said, he retired from Dot after 30 years. He said, but all my money I put in buying these houses. And he said, I have 30 rental houses. And he said, 25 of them the government trying to take from. I'm like, trying to take? He said, yeah, because they want to put military members in them. I'm like, so that means you got good houses there. Cause the military, the VA, the government don't play with no, no, uh, no, uh, slumlord. Really? Your houses have to be up to a certain code and it has to be above that for them because they're not going to give you money for something that tomorrow the foundation is going to fall on. It has to be, it has to be a certain. And I thought he said, yeah, he said, when I was young, my daddy told me, he said, real estate, he said that land ain't never going nowhere. It's always going to be there. And I was like, my grandfather told me that. He said, that's when I realized all my money needs to go into land. Land, land, land. And when you do that, it that makes money.
0: Yeah, I was reading an article yesterday, and one of the questions was, with the high inflation rate right now, mm-hmm. where is a safe place to keep your money? Where to put your money that you make? <laughs> and one of them was real estate. Mm-hmm. Land, houses, or just, just mm-hmm. whatever, because you're going to maintain some level of value. Yes. And actually gain in time. If you take care of it. Right. Now, the other one, which was interesting, that came in second was cryptocurrency.
1: And there is a, I can't think, he's a big name soccer player. He signed a new contract.
0: And part of his.
1: Was was Bitcoin. I
0: saw that. Was Bitcoin. Yeah. And, you know, there's a football player and uh, a percentage of his. Income from the league or from the team is, is Bitcoin. It Bitcoin. Yeah, smart. Yeah, smart. Especially because I mean, it's very volatile.
1: It's very. But the thing is, that is. But the it's dude. worth
0: more than a dollar.
1: Thank you, <laughs> and it's steady growing. I was reading. I was looking at this thing yesterday. And, oh, it was talking about Cardano in uh, in 2018. They said in 2018 you could get one Cardano for three cent. Yeah. He said three years later. Just three years later, it's three
0: dollars. Well, it's never made three dollars. It well, he, got up to two forty six. Two forty six, yeah. And right now it's at a dollar ninety eight. And he
1: said, for that person that bought a thousand dollars worth in two thousand eighteen.
0: You've done very well.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, so I mean that's a whole nother topic oh, that yeah. we're not experts on, but well, we dabble in we, it. We we dabble in we it, dabble we dabble in. in it. But it's you know, for me personally. You know, I see how much money the government just prints out of thin air. <laughs> and it's like, our money has got to be worth less because there's nothing backing it up. And they're just backing. printing yep, money. Nothing backing it. I mean, I really think I should start printing money.
1: Yeah, but they got a place for you when you do that. <laughs> Damn. They got a place for you when you do that.
0: I, I actually watch, you know, I, I like to watch a lot of documentaries. Uh-huh. And did you know back in the late 2000s that a whole printing, not even a company, an entity, Uh all they did was produce American $100 bills. And you know where this was? North Korea. I can believe it. The best money could buy at printing the bills. Best dollars. To
1: try to destroy and, our economy.
0: And, right. And you know how it was detected? It was too perfect. <laughs> you did a
1: too good of a job.
0: <laughs> they, they made it perfect. Oh, yeah. Like some of the designs uh-huh. that you see on a dollar bill. Yeah, there like, are flaws. There's flaws in the printing because that's how the mint made it. Yeah. Well, these guys corrected the, the mistakes. mistakes that those guys made
1: like, nah, that ain't real right, <laughs> right.
0: it's perfect <laughs> and i forgot how many hundreds of millions they were called the super hundred mm. and anyway most of it's been confiscated taken out of circulation but they
1: however were, it was out there for a while
0: yeah they were having asked they were they were even even asking that if people had some, it was actually worth money now as a collectible. Wow. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but a friend of mine bought an old country house out in the country. I think this was probably about four, maybe five years ago. And when they were going through the barn, they found like What you would think of as a Wells Fargo chest in the barn. Uh It was still locked up, old rusty locks. They cracked it open and there was over $400,000 worth of Confederate money. Wow. So he, and that's actually a collector thing. Collectors. And so he actually took it in and it wasn't Confederate money. It was counterfeit. Confederate Confederate money. money. (laughs) Wow! Because the North was counterfeiting to destroy the economy. Right. To destroy the economy. (laughs) And there was actually one famous guy that was making it so well that if you have his counterfeits, it's it's worth worth more than the regular money. Wow! But the other counterfeits weren't even that good because here's what happened. Once people in the South... Found out that the North was counterfeiting their money, they started counterfeiting their own money.
1: <laughs> we can do it too. <laughs> ain't gonna be the only ones,
0: baby. Right? We can do it too. <laughs> so anyway, it was very. But the the counterfeit that he had wasn't worth anything. Uh, but it was it was an interesting adventure. That is, the,
1: that's the, my as a kid, I've always dreamed of being a treasure hunter. I've, I've always dreamed of that. Just going digging and trying I to I did stuff. not know that. Yeah, that I, was, You know what? That was my from fantasy, From now on, man. when you come
0: over, I'm going to bury something in the yard and see if you can find it.
1: No, I'm don't. I'm not i not going to try to find <laughs> nothing you bury. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you bury it, it'll be an archaeologist hey, hey, 900 I can, years from now I, I find can it. sit down on the patio smoking a cigar saying hotter or coulter yeah <laughs> knowing you you'd be lying <laughs> but no man that was that was i'll my, have you i'll have i'll have bryant fixing up the flower bed <laughs> <laughs> why am I still a still digging more over there little,
1: oh you're getting hot you're getting hot man i'm redoing your garden nah but that was my that was my dream i just wanted to be a treasure hunter gotcha. i love just finding stuff you know what i'm saying right and whenever i go into an old house even when I was with DSHS and we'd have to go to these old buildings to do investigations, I'd be looking around trying to find shit. <laughs> like, man, what is behind this? What's behind this? Because you well, know, people I, hide stuff everywhere and then they die or they just forget about
0: it. Absolutely. And, I mean, I remember as a kid, treasure hunting was, like, amazing. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, when I was probably, like, five, I uh, my grandmother had an like a guest house uh-huh. behind her house but i don't know if you would call it a guest house because i mean it, it was basically just like a 20 foot by 20 foot square and i don't i don't even remember if there were sink a sink in it mm-hmm. i know there was a bathroom in it but it would be like a one room place to stay gotcha you know Studio. what i mean I, yeah, back then they didn't call, call it, it, it that now. but whatever. But anyway, I remember it was just filled full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my grandmother whatever she didn't want but she there. wouldn't throw it away it out so there. it went in there. See, but what would f-
1: intrigue me. I,
0: oh, dude, we found all kinds of cool shit. Yes. And it was probably completely worthless. Yeah, but it was but cool to me to- yes! it was awesome. Yes. And I remember one time me and my cousin were back in there rummaging through stuff and we found a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> we found more than one payphone. <laughs> like we don't need that
1: anymore. on out
0: there. <laughs> so, so what it was was my aunt. Her boyfriend was stealing payphones to get the money, out and then the- breaking them open. <laughs> and but it- as a kid. We thought that was amazing yeah, yeah. that we had found this. And when to... we went and told my grandmother, she was like, that son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see that. In East St. Louis, there was this dude. He was a, We were young. He was a big-time dope dealer. And uh, when they changed the uh, the drug laws in the 90s where if you were caught as a drug pen, you could get a life sentence. Right. He got a life sentence. Wow. The thing was, though. He used to bury his money places. Really? So that it's, it's an urban myth, but there's some truth to it. It's about $2 million worth of money in the city of East St. Louis buried places. Wow. And people still go around. How much? $2 million. Dude was big. When I say dude was big, dude was big, big. And people still go around today in 2021 digging in places trying to see if they can find, because he put them in Folgers coffee cans.
0: Wow! He's just
1: pack it full of twenties, tens, twenties, hundreds. Put a cap on it, bury it. But he's been in jail since the nineties,
0: and he wouldn't even know where it is now. He
1: can't you. You, know you can't remember every place yeah. you to put all that stuff
0: so change subject just a little bit have you ever seen those guys that go out in the old like gettysburg fields yeah. and find like bullets and different yeah. items i think that's cool
1: i would love to do i because i always wanted i used to tell my mom every christmas i wanted a metal detector so, i had one she said she wouldn't give me that because she said i use it as a weapon later but i on. had
0: a cheap one and it sucked <laughs> it i found a everywhere. lot of uh Pop tops. <laughs> <laughs> it was picking up everything, metal. <laughs> you remember back in the seventies, yeah, we didn't off. have the ones that stayed on. No, no, you peeled, we, it you peeled it off. You peeled it off, and so threw it away. That's what you found. Yeah. But you know, up on my dad's land, which is about an hour north of here, we used to find a lot of arrowheads, which wow. was that was cool. Now that
1: was real cool. Yeah. Especially as a kid. Yeah, because I'd have been finding me branches to put on there. Dude,
0: <laughs> they are all over up there. Oh. It's like anywhere there was like small runoff. Uh-huh. We would just follow those down and that's where you would find them. Wow! And water had like smoothed them out yeah. over the over decades. Time, yeah, decades. Yeah.
1: I oh, see. I love that. That that would have where's Brian. Oh, yeah. Out there trying to find some more arrowheads.
0: Oh, dude, they, my ooh. dad had over 100 of them. That'd have been me. Yeah.
1: I'd have put branches on them and been trying to shoot them again.
0: (laughs) That was me. And, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, when I would stay the summers with my dad, dude, that's just the kind of stuff we did every day. It was like we would be packing lunches because we're going exploring. (laughs) You know what I mean? And there was no boundaries. Like people didn't care if you were on their land. No. Too Kids. It's two, kids. Two second graders and out can, living life, having the first best of all, time of your life.
1: They knew we weren't doing anything super destructive. Right. We were being boys. But you were doing something, like you said, exploring. Exploring. Your mind is. Oh, dude. You, today. You, we,
0: we were Lewis and Clark. Tell the truth. You know what I mean? Tell the truth. It was like at that age. Life was just amazing. It was an enjoyment. It man. was. You
1: woke up to leave the house. Dude, we
0: used to get a flat bottom boat, take it down to the river. Me and my brother. And we would fish from sun up to sundown and then get out and take all the perch that we had caught, put it on trot lines, and then go back on got the words, river and, and put, put trot, trot, trot lines out. out and then we would put our boat up. We'd set up a camp. And then the next morning, we'd get back in the boat and go check the trot lines. And you just see those lines yeah, moving. You're again. like, oh, we got them,
1: Got them. And see, we used to do it differently, but we used to do certain things because we love going to crawdad fishing. Crawdads, whatever they want to call them, but we was get there up, a
0: lot of that up in the oh, St. Louis yeah, area? I man. didn't know they had we crawdads. Get, we side.
1: get buckets, man. Get you about a pack of a pack of bacon, all <laughs> you, know, you need is some rope and a, a a safety pin. Dip that stuff down, pull them up, just throw them in the bucket, just blowing them. Come home, my grand, my great grandmother was from Louisiana, so when it came to cra- cooking crawdads, bruh,
0: nice, bruh. So. I, where we were, we didn't have a lot of crawdads, uh-huh. but we still caught them. But the only places that we could catch them is where the water ran under the road. Rude, yeah, but there would only be like maybe six to twelve holes. Dude,
1: we come back, three of us leave with five gallon buckets apiece. You they'd come all back, be full. Full.
0: Wow. Full. You get awesome. back home
1: picking out picking out the black ones and throwing them away because you know them. It don't taste that well. But you said, and you still have a half over half a bucket
0: full. Well, see, the ones that we caught, and I mean, we'd only catch like maybe ten, and we would use those for bait for for fish. So that's we didn't ever eat those. Oh, dude, we ate ours. But I'll tell you what, we did eat. Did you eat frog legs? Yes. We used to go do that. Frog legs. Take a twenty-two out. Go out to all (laughs) these different tanks.
1: We didn't do do no twenty-twos. We just chased them.
0: Could, oh no!
1: We in the city. You can't run around with a twenty-two, man. <laughs> I'm out in the middle of <laughs> That's what I'm nowhere. Saying. You can't run around with a twenty-two in East St. Louis. It's gonna be a problem. But you go out there, you just chase them, get you about a half a bucket of frogs. Come home, walk
0: them. <laughs> did you ever see the legs jumping in oh, the yeah. frying pan? We're jumping in the <laughs> like, ooh, that will not gonna be good. But it now, was just now. Did you ever eat mountain oysters? Nope. Me neither. Nope. I couldn't do it.
1: Nope. And then when I found out not what they were, I was, i thankful I didn't eat them.
0: My sister did it. I couldn't do it. Pray for her. Hey, you know, she's older than me. <laughs> she's a godly woman. And, and he was blessing her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, she said they were great. Okay. I couldn't do it. I, a word for I you. also don't eat snake. I've
1: tried rattlesnake. How was it? It tastes like chicken.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm so sick of that. It did. It,
1: it, it didn't have a different taste to me. It just, it tastes like chicken. Just the thing. I ate shark. I've heard shark is different.
0: I don't like shark. Shark was different. I had shark and it does not taste like chicken. No nope. gator was good. I had a I had a shark. I eaten? had a shark steak.
1: That's what I had was a steak. And
0: I was not impressed. It was too like wine. Wild. Yeah. No wine. It was too much. It was food. it was like it had a, a distinct wine flavor to it. it.
1: Wasn't wine. it and I don't know if that was what it was sauteed
0: me. in. Oh. But okay. I did not enjoy it. And then also I caught a shark once fishing
1: in Texas? Yeah, down in Galveston. I- oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
0: I was on a pier and I was fishing. I never really did that before down in the ocean and I caught like a dogfish which is not edible. It looks like a horny toad. Okay. And then uh I caught a sheephead which is a edible fish. I've
1: never heard of a sheephead.
0: And it's black and white uh-huh. and it's got like a a big forehead and it's like blunt looking and but anyway it's edible and then i also caught a shark that was probably about maybe two and a half feet tall along at the most but the thing about it is if you catch a shark and you don't know what you're doing yeah Yeah. how do you get the shark off of your line
1: that's what i want to (laughs) know you just cut that sucker
0: so i got it up on the pier (laughs) And I mean, this thing is flopping Flopping around. His mouth is chomping, just wanting to get close. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And this old man came over and was like, you know how to do that? And I was like, no, sir. And he took out his pocket knife and he cut it in the back of the gill here and here. And within 30 seconds, it was dead.
1: Ah.
0: And he was like, now you do it however you want to. And so... I ended up taking that and soaking it in milk for like thirty six hours, and then cooked it, and it was awful. To be, (laughs) it
2: was awful. (laughs) To be
0: fair, I had no idea what I was doing. doing, Okay, yeah, I mean, you know, I know people love shark. Yeah, I'm not into. But but when I cooked it, I knew that I probably wasn't going to like it because I didn't. I'm not a chef. But when I went to the restaurant for, I took my wife to this restaurant for our anniversary one year and they had shark and that's what i ordered and again it was awful okay so okay. i'm not a fan of shark if you are i'd I'm love not. to know how they make it yeah. because i was not a fan
1: yeah, I, I haven't like i tried it once and i didn't like it but what we used to do as a kid we used to go down on the mississippi and we get stink bait you know we yeah st- yeah uh, take stink bait. we, we catfish st- catfish yeah but see you could only eat certain size catfish out the mississippi because when they get too big, they've eaten everything down there. Right. And yeah, that's going to be the gamiest, nastiest fish you've ever in your life ate. But you get you want about a good two feet to two and a half, around about 15. In, in,
0: anywhere between seven and 20 pounds yeah. is usually good. because what we look at is about, about 15 pounds. For us, pounds. it was oh. channel cat or yellow cat. Ch-
1: ch- it was channel cat for us. And then you take that sucker. We take bread with us we take grease in a pan, because we're going to cook on the side of the bank.
0: Oh, see, that's, so, that's not how we
1: dude, do it. Dude, we pull them suckers out of that, fillet them, nugget them up, throw them in that grease, that's what we call Now, do y'all them. batter them? Yeah, you batter okay. them
0: with cornmeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Pull them suckers out the grease, throw them on that Wonder Bread.
0: <laughs> Wonder Bread. Yeah.
1: <laughs> throw them on that Wonder Bread. Bruh.
0: Y'all were Bruh. high class.
1: Bruh. We went man, Wonder Bread was cheap. Was it? Cheap. Because we we had we had the Wonder Bread, we Bread did factory. Mrs.
0: Bread. Mrs. Bear.
1: But see, we had Wonder Bread, we had the Bunny Bread uh uh factory there too. And they used to compete. So Wonder Bread would be cheap at one time, and then Bunny would Bunny find out Bread. how and they'd drop theirs down. <laughs> so it was like Whatever, whoever had the cheapest that week was the bread that you bought. You buy your loaf of it, you go down there, you fish. And like you said, we was kids, man. Right. You're going down there. This is life. You're enjoying yourself, man. You didn't care. You, I catch I catch me two channel cats. Dude, I'm eating good that day <laughs> for the whole day. I'm still eating on that when I get home.
0: Well, we used to have a guy that worked in the office when I was working down in the Houston area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And let me tell you what. If civilization goes to shit uh-huh. there was a guy that worked in there his name was buddy mm-hmm. that's the guy you're gonna go hang out with because he gonna, he's gonna survive he's gonna feed you <laughs> he's gonna protect you he's gonna have shelter every day dude he made a boat out of wood Yeah, and i mean it's like yeah yeah what else would you make dude this boat looked like a million dollars i mean it was amazing so you know what he He like
1: bent the wood and
0: it was like all you know several Several. and i was like dude you know what you're doing and the dude would take like a two or three week vacation every year and go down to the very bottom of louisiana and live on a houseboat and just, just like survive. gator, yeah, fish,
1: crab, crab everything. Yes. birds,
0: yeah. And I was like, we used to have cookouts. I mean, we would have cookouts at work, and like someone would bring up their grill, and people would bring steaks. Well, he's the guy who would do all the cooking because mm, he,
1: he knew he had to cook everything.
0: He would put your steak in soy sauce, and I've then put it in a, a seasoning. Yeah, and let it sit. and then put it on this badass grill that he built Mm. and one year he was like hey man try some of this and i was like what is that just take a bite and see if you like it And i'm like i'm not gonna do that you tell me what it is it's bobcat yeah i'm not eating bobcat (laughs) and i'm like where in the hell did you kill a bobcat and he's like i didn't kill it it was dead on the side of the road (laughs) roadkill yes.
1: <laughs> he played granny on him.
0: <laughs> I was like yeah, like, yeah I'm, not, not, I'm, good, right? I'm <laughs> not a big fan of eating anything that has the word cat <laughs> <laughs> you know I've eaten Chinese food ah, <laughs> but ah. <laughs> at least it doesn't say cat it says beef it says beef on there it said chicken <laughs> So anyway, well, hey, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. And I want to let you know that we got a special guest coming to you next week. We've got Martinez, Eric Martinez. Mm. He started out as a musician, Uh built a production company. Uh Uh-huh then went into acting, now has started a movie production company out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And all along the way, he absolutely loves cigars. You've seen him on the cover of some cigar magazines, and the dude just loves the community. And the amount of charity that he's done is just like... Makes me feel like a shitty human. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to have him on next week, so you're not going to want to miss that. And then also, I want to give a shout out to a few of our Patreons because Jack's Rocks, did you see his Halloween costume? Yes. Dude. Him,
1: his wife, and the baby. The <laughs> that was awesome.
0: That was awesome. I like that. Yeah. And then uh we want to give a shout out to Big Adam. You know, he got married. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. got married yes, yesterday. He did. Yes, he did. I was like, "Congratulations." He
1: can never forget his his anniversary. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, Halloween,
0: I, Halloween, I better be ready. ready. I better be ready. <laughs> but he got married last night. We want to wish him the best. We're so excited for him. Young man has his head on his shoulders yes, the does. right way. Yes, he does. And then also before we go, we got to talk about Case Elegance. <laughs> so Case Elegance is one of our sponsors. That's where my cigars are. If you could, let me turn right there. If you look right over there behind me in the video, you'll see my Octador. And it is, it is, oh. not only is it keeping perfect humidity, it is full as can be. Dude. Like I can't get another cigar in there and it's still spot on. We
1: moved, right? I put my army
0: box humidor
1: in a, a box at the bottom. I thought I forgot about it. We get to the house. That box sat in the garage. Did you have cigars in
0: there? Cigars in it. How would you forget about it?
1: Because I had the other one. Oh. (laughs) And I was going through this box and I got to the bottom. I was like, oh man, there's my cigar. And the first thing came to my mind was, you know, the humidity had gone up. So they weren't going to be good, right? When I looked at that sucker, guess where it was set at? What was it on?
0: 68. Perfect.
1: (laughs) I was like, this thing here, man. What did they make? How, you know what? How you know, are they making this? You know man? what
0: that that humidor takes care of you. Yeah, it did. You it know what did. I mean? It did. Cause you're in a situation where you're moving. You have other things going on yep. that you can't focus on your sticks. Nope. Which is a sin. But I'm going to let it slide this See, time. I, had COVID I get too, it though. So. You had COVID. You were moving. Your wife had COVID. Yep. I mean, like we weak as heck. Yeah. Everywhere. You had a lot of shit going on, yeah. but your case elegance humidor took care of your sticks. Like, I got you, bro. Exactly. Got you. And I mean, the, the quality that goes into their humidors is second to none. They combine. actually raised the bar for everyone else. Because said, I, I'm not saying that you can't find good humidors that work as well, but, but, but I guarantee you at the, the price point, yeah. you're going to pay double. Yep. I, I helped my mother-in-law pick out a humidor for my brother-in-law. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to tell you the name of it, <laughs> but it was uh, a very nice humidor. Mm-hmm. It was $500. Good Lord. And it's not any better no than the Case Elegance Octador or the Military Foot Locker for bet half the price. I bet you. you know what I mean? I bet you. So look down in the show notes. You'll see a link to Case show, Elegance. Show, you can show, order one of their humidors. Use the code CIGARTALKCOIN or try Cigar Talk, And you can either get a medallion uh, challenge coin with my logo or Cigar Talk logo and Case Elegance on the other side. Or you can get 10% off of your order. Larry just ordered a new travel case, the leather. Let me see that leather case, then. Because let me tell you what. If you want to carry your cigars in style, this is badass. I mean, that leather is supple. It's beautiful. And when you open it up, I mean, the, this thing is made to wear... You got it going on. You
1: want to open it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so look in here, man. So up here you have your this humidification. Here in this pocket, you can carry your lighter, your punch, mm-hmm. your cutter, and then you have another one for your cutter, which Larry doesn't have. And then, wow, he has no cigars in he's, here he's, either. He Holy shit! He smoking. I gotta, I, hey, you know what? Leave that right here. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put some sticks in there. Yeah. But anyway. I love that case yeah, I, I think that's probably the nicest case I've seen, and I'm <laughs> we, sure and, and I'm sure there's some luxury place somewhere that's making them for yeah, like a thousand dollars
1: but that's a hundred bucks yeah, we blue collar, and man. then you
0: use the code, it's ninety, 90 bucks, the bucks. Yes. and these guys stand behind their products as well as any company I've ever seen. They've impressed me. they go above and beyond oh yeah. And so it, look down the show notes, click on case elegance. It'll take you over to show the, uh, military footlocker humidor, but you can navigate through their entire website. I said shite. site <laughs> website and check it out. I I'm a huge fan, huge supporter. And so support cigar talk yes. by going to our yes. sponsors.
1: Yes, please.
0: Anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. We're glad to have Bryant back I'm and, uh, be back. It, it, you know, Colton, I want to say right now, did a really good job in your absence. Uh, But there's only there's there's already enough white boyness on this show. We don't need to have two of them. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Oh my god! It's like how did we go there, man? It's
0: like you got the fiddle and the bow (laughs) when you got me and Colton on, and I'm the bow. Oh my goodness, (laughs) man. So anyway, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. And until then,
1: keep smoking. Boom.